Welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Harding, and you got my guy in the back, you know, the artist, Jamel Powell, and this is Basketball Heads, Basketball Heads Live, and tonight's host is Jerry Ice Reynolds, that's right, the New York City legend, and this program is brought to you by Styles by Nita and Unique Creations. Let's get it. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Yes. Yes. yes, you have you just stepped into, into, into the world, world, world of chaos, chaos. Where, where everybody, everybody goes, goes hard. hard. Tickets got the game about to start. Brooklyn What's going on, man? Brooklyn in the house. We That's right, BK in the house. How's everything? Oh, man. This is awesome. Good to see you, man. Well, we got my man in the back, Jamel Powell. He got a, a, a picture we're going to send you. It's what we do here, a little bit something extra for the guys who come on the show. That's what's up. That's right, man. How you doing today, brother? I'm blessed, man. Every day is a good day. Is my attitude. That's right. That's right. What up, Keith Stroud in the building? Man, Joe Almeida from Massachusetts, basketball historian. Listen, he, he this guy got so many stories about you guys, Ice. It's, <laughs> it's amazing, man. But we're going to get this thing started, man, because I want to keep you all night because I got a lot of questions. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. All right, man. I always ask everyone who come on the show, who introduced you to the game? Uh, the streets, the parks, neighborhood parks. You know, uh, my stories, my stories is, is, I don't know who got the same story as me, but my story is nobody never taught me how to play basketball. Wow. Park. That's how I learned how to play. Playing with the older guys? Well, initially, um, I started playing ball like in the, I'd say in the sixth grade. And uh, during lunchtime, they used to let us go out to the playground, to the park, to the uh, to the courts outside. Right. So we used to play, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But, you know, I guess I was all right because that's where I got the nickname Ice. They was like telling me they like, yo, you be making all of these crazy shots and stuff, and you know, you play like Iceman. I didn't even know who Iceman was when I was in the sixth grade. Okay, listen, and here's a crazy story, right? Because I heard your name, Jerry Ice Reynolds, before I heard George Gervin, right? Wow, that's funny. <laughs> this is so crazy. I started getting into basketball. I said officially. 1979, 1980, when Magic and them won the championship. Right. right? Okay. okay. So when I moved to Best Style, you know, we would just hear all of these names, you know, uh, Jerry Ice Reynolds, Beatle Washington, you know, right. Andre Irvin, uh, Pearl Washington. Those are the names who kind of stuck out. But you was kind of different because all of those guys was guards. And you was a six nine guard. Yeah, well, so I just thought that was crazy back then. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I was ahead of my time, and and it just happened for me playing in the parks. You know what I'm saying? I I learned that if if you didn't know how to handle the ball, you don't shoot because nobody was passing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, that's what I need to do. I need to go get the rebound and take it. You know what I'm saying, and and, and do my own thing because nobody wasn't passing. So I, I, that's how that's how I learned how to dribble. <laughs> and Doggy dog world, man. You know. So, so how, how tall are you when you first started going out and playing? Oh, I was I was average um, with all the rest of the kids. That was you know 12, uh, 13 years old. 
uh, you know, my story is I, I was, uh, when I went to Alexander Hamilton as a freshman, I was 5'9". So I was pretty much the same size as every other kid that was in going to high school. Um, and then I hit my great, my growth spurt when I got to high school. Uh, so I yeah, same thing. I, I started at 5'9", I finished at 6'7". So in those four years, I damn near grew a foot. You know, so it all happened then. I think it's, I think when God felt the love in my in my heart, I just started stretching. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Right. That's crazy. I kind of went through the same thing uh, entering high school at Lincoln. I went in 5'8", and then I left 6'5". Okay, yeah, so, yeah. We went through a serious so Yeah, yeah. So who was your first coach? Um, you mean like in high school or bitty basketball? Or Before, yeah, coach? yeah, yeah. Like your first coach, the guy who made the first impression on you. Uh, I would have to say um, Lloyd McCrory when I started bitty basketball at Brooklyn, USA. But I had, that was like, at, at, I guess I was 12 when I started at Brooklyn, USA. But I started playing ball seriously about 11 in the neighborhood. And I had a, a dude on my block named Freddie, and he coached my team. But Freddie wasn't really uh, a basketball coach. He was just a neighborhood dude who liked basketball. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And he, and he put a team together and, and put us in a tournament. And I think we won that tournament got my first trophy um and and, and I, I was hooked ever since once i got that gold trophy with the man doing the hook shot on there right 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 i was open <laughs> i was open. wow okay yeah. so around that time who was, who was the best player in your neighborhood uh beetle to me you know uh i met beetle i met beetle um in uh in junior high school when i was doing that playground in sixth grade beetle was going to school uh at the same school and um that's where we met up at and um i think he he was already playing with brooklyn usa he's the one who told me about brooklyn usa took me to brooklyn usa with him um and and you know that's where we met well i met lloyd he was already there like i said and um you know lloyd lloyd mccrory was just he he's still coaching coaching uh, uh, youth basketball to this day, and really, yeah, yeah, at St. John's at St. John's Center in Brooklyn, he's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, wow, know, he made a great impression on me as a as a youth man. You know, he 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 uh he instilled a lot of confidence in my game, and you know, built my confidence as a basketball player. You know, so definitely got to get him up here, man, for yeah. sure. For sure. Okay. So tell me a little bit something about Beetle because, again, the first time I seen you guys play was on that YouTube game against Ben Franklin. Okay. okay. And when I turned on the game, immediately I knew who he was because he was all over the court. Yeah. He right? Was, he, uh, he was um... – he was a, a, a all-purpose point guard. You know what I'm saying? He rebounded. He passed. You know, he 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 defended well. Um, he shot it decent. Um, he finished very well. Um, and he was just he was just a, a, a perfect point guard. And for my style of game, who I was a, a runner. You know, I was a I was a lane filler. So to right. Speak. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have to play point with him. Cause he was he was a point guard deluxe, you know what I'm saying? All I that's had to right, do that's right. And give it to him and run. And 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 the rule on on our team in high school was, or even before high school was, whoever whoever run the hardest and was open down the court, that's who got the layup. Right. So that's what you know. That's what I learned as a young kid at Brooklyn USA is that running the court was you know that was an art for me. You know what I'm saying? So I was, yeah, he got y'all the ball at the right places. Yeah, and he used to throw lobs from half court. And, you know, he, he just, as soon as he got the ball on the outlet pass, he looked up. He wasn't that dribble type of dude. You know what I'm saying? He just automatically right. looked, And the ball was gone. So, 
Yeah, loved playing with that guy, man. Loved it. Loved it. You know, he 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 Beatles. Okay, go ahead, guys. Sorry about that. Yeah, I said he really helped me develop into the player that I became. <clears throat> and what school did he wind up going to? University of New Orleans. Uh, he so he was he was right down the road from me. I was at LSU, and he was at New Orleans. That's only an hour drive. So you know we got a chance to hang out a lot when we were in college. We even played against each other in the uh, in the in the, in the NIT. They beat us in the NIT, which was crazy. <laughs> at our spot too. They came in the right. same spot and got us. But, uh, nice, yeah, nice, nice. Had a good time down. So besides that, who was the so many other guys uh that you was coming up playing with in the neighborhood? Uh shoot. You still, I'm still there? Yeah, yeah, he's still here. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, uh shoot. So so before me, there was Cosell Brown. Uh, there was there was there was Rob Brown out from Brownsville, um, um, Richie Gordon, and all of those guys was a little older than me. Mo Sanford, uh, uh, the twins, uh, uh, Darius, I forget their last names, but uh, yeah, yeah, Cosell and 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 uh, what? Stuart Granger, uh, the, the Vern and Vic Fleming in Queens, you know, all, those are all the guys that I looked up to because uh, they was a few years, two, three years older than me. And, you know, so I right. used them and, and their success and be like, yo, I'm trying to I'm trying to be where they at. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, yeah so Coach was telling me. Say it again. Go ahead, sorry about that. Go ahead, I didn't hear you. No, I was saying, uh, Coach Haskins was telling me a story about Cosell Brown and how he left Hamilton to go to Oak Hill Academy, and it didn't work out too well for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Cosell, Cosell was was nice, man. Cosell was one of the top guards in the country, um, you know, when he was at Hamilton. And um, when I when I joined Hamilton as a sophomore, uh, Cosell was like one of the top guards in the, in the country, <clears throat> and he was like a junior uh, when I came in as a freshman. <clears throat> and uh, so, you know, I guess him and him and Coach didn't really get a, get along like like they could have, and that's why Cosell left to go down to um, Oak Hill Academy. Um, and, and and you know, Cosell was kind of spoiled. I guess I can say that you know about him now, looking back. You know, because everybody was, you know, all on his jock is what we what you said what we used to say back in the day. They was all over right, right. Know. There you go, there you go. Yeah. So he was eating it up, and uh, you know, and, and and so he had a big ego, and I think that hurt Cosell um, in his basketball career. But he was definitely not. Yeah, Coach said funny. he was number two behind Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Cosell wasn't fast. That was the that was the sneaky thing about his game. He wasn't fast. He didn't jump high, but he was effective though. You know what I'm saying? He just knew how to get it done. Solid, solid. So how was Alexander Hamilton, right? Because when I picture you guys in school, um, especially when I was that young. I was pitching high school like Welcome Back Carter and like Cooley High, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, definitely fantasy land. Um, but how was Alexander Hamilton for you? Uh, it was all right. You know, even though it was a really old school, you know, like it was built in like 1898. I never forget the the, the engraving, the engraving on the side of the school with the year the year it was built. And I'm like, you know, I go to this old, old, decrepit, <laughs> decrepit school. You know, it's one building. We didn't have any, uh, we didn't have any ball fields. We didn't have a football team. We didn't have baseball and all of the sports because we didn't even have a field. You know, it was just one wow. building. Um, so it, it was kind of, it was different, I guess, from most high schools because most high schools had all of that stuff. They had a football field. They had a baseball right. field. You know what I'm saying? And they, and they had facilities. Uh, the thing about us at, at, at Hamilton, we didn't have a basketball court because we had one in the school, but it was old 
and it had right. it had columns that ran in the middle of the court, so we couldn't practice there or play there. So we played all of our games at um at St. John's Center. That was our home court, uh, uh, which was odd, you know what I'm saying? So we didn't really have a home court. St. John's was it, and um and it worked out fine. We used to we used to be standing room only in there whenever we played. You know, we just had a real following. Uh, uh, we had fans and stuff when I was in high school. You know what I mean? It was it was pretty crazy. It was a, it was an exciting year, to say the least. What year did you make the team? Uh, my freshman year was seventy seven. I mean, yeah, yeah. I got in at seventy six, seventy seven, and I think my my the first year on the team was seventy seven, seventy eight. Um, yeah, so when I that's when I came in as a sophomore. Coach Haskins probably ain't tell you. He always say he didn't cut me, but he did cut me as a freshman, and he told me I was too skinny, and I need to come back next year. So what I did was I was mad about that because me and Beetle went there together, and Beetle got to play. Beetle got to start in the well, Beetle came off the bench. Coach Sell started, and okay. Beetle came off the bench. But he didn't even let me get down, and I was I was salty about that. Um, but then, you know, I went back to play with Lloyd in winter ball, uh, uh, played juniors with Lloyd <clears throat> as a 15-year-old, uh, four, yeah, 14, 15-year-old. I just played winter ball that year and, you know, just kind of got hungrier uh, when I came back as a sophomore. <laughs> Chip on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely, you know, uh, played myself into the rotation. I didn't start as a sophomore, but uh, I got some run. I came off the bench, and um, and we had a we had a tough team. We we lost in the uh, in the Brooklyn the Brooklyn title game. I think we lost to uh, one year we lost to Boys High, and then one year we lost to uh, Sid Green and them. Uh, my junior year, we lost to Sid Green and them in the Brooklyn finals. Okay, okay. Yeah. Who was that boy called during this time that was pretty good? Uh, Mo Sanford was the man uh, uh, that year. Mo Sanford and uh, I forgot who they got. They had a tough guard, too, and I forget his name. Okay, okay. Yeah, but Mo Sanford was like all city, I mean, or all Brooklyn at the time. He was like their best player, and they had a guard that was pretty good, too. So they were stacked, though. They had, they had a good team. Um, Earl Smalls was on that team. Uh, damn, who else? Can't even remember who was on that team. But they was pretty stacked, though. They was pretty. Oh, stacked. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah boy, God always kept a really good team. Um, when did you start to come in, into your own as a player? Uh, my junior year. My junior year, when I came back, I had grown again. I was like, uh, my freshman year, I came in. I was like six three. I went from five nine to six three. And then uh, my junior year, I came back. I was six five, um, and and so I was getting more run my junior year. Uh, Cosell had left, and uh, we had uh, uh, Lionel King and, um, and and Nate Sims, uh, both of whom were were D one D one guys. Uh, Nate Nate Sims went to Ohio State, and and Lionel went to Cleveland State. Um, so yeah, I played with them my junior year, and like I said, we lost to Sid and them to Sid Green, and then um, and then so that was the year that I kind of grew up, uh, and um, came back my senior year and uh, and kind of kind of turned it up a little bit. Yeah, they said Sid Green was like a man among boys, man, back then. Yeah, yeah, Sid was all American, and um, you know he 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 had everybody falling all over him too. You know, coming out of Brooklyn, um, um, you know, with that status, he was killing everybody, and um, yeah, so he 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 was uh, he was uh, he was solid. He was solid, and um, and they had a nice team too. They had Mike Porter, Sid Green, uh, Bill Calhoun, and uh, yeah, they had a, they had a tough squad too. They had a tough squad too. You know, Sid Green, oh. Vegas. I, I forget where Bill. Cal I think Bill Calhoun went to Pitt. I think. Um, so yeah, then I forgot where Mike Porter went. Mike Porter, I think, went D one too. So yeah, man, Brooklyn basketball was tough back then, man. It was real. Yeah, tough. yeah. You know, teams, a lot, a lot of ball players. 
teams had 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 three dudes, you know, three three good star star players, you know. Most most of the teams that were that were pretty good. <clears throat> um so yeah, then I came back my senior year and like I said, man, we uh we just went on we got on a run, man, it didn't stop. You know, uh the the way we played defense, that was our offense basically. Right. I saw that. The defensive coach and um and, and our motto was if you can't handle the pressure you don't stand a chance. You don't stand. Okay. A chance. Somebody said Calhoun with the Fordham. Yeah, Fordham. Right, right. Calhoun. Yeah. Fordham. Exactly. Yeah. Coach said. Coach Haskins said there were twenty-four guys on the team, and out of those twenty-four, twelve wound up going Division One. Right. Exactly. So, I, you know, always believed Coach ever since I was a young kid, but when he said that. It just didn't register. 24 guys on the team. So when I watch the videotape, I'm counting guys at the team on the bench. I'm going, holy shit. Right, right. It was like a whole team that was on the bench while the game Oh, was my. Y'all, I don't think people realize. Y'all need to go watch that game, people. It, it was unreal. And I think that was the first time a nationally televised high school game was played on television, correct? Yeah, yeah. That was the first, first nationally televised uh, high school game. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, it was awesome, man. And and the only thing that kept it from being sold out like it would have been was it was a snowstorm in Philly, uh, a real bad snowstorm, and a lot of people stayed home, you know, because it was mm. hard to get get around and stuff with the blizzard. It was a blizzard. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was crazy, man. It was crazy. Just imagine how that would have turned out. And the reason we had twenty four guys was that coach. Uh, since they didn't let him have a JV, he let those guys play with us. You know, so he 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 just he just told them, "Come on, man, y'all ride with us, and y'all gonna learn, y'all gonna learn how to play from these from these kids that I got here. That's that's you know the, the studs. Y'all gonna learn how to play, and that's what happened. You know, it was it was just like a farm system, but we was all together. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is is definitely uh something that you can appreciate because most guys, most coaches wouldn't have done that. They would have just let those guys stay home right. or just wouldn't have had a team. But to include those guys shows you what kind of man Coach Haskins was and is yeah. to this day. And, and, and it, you know, playing with those younger guys, man, it was uh, it, it was just making them tougher. Just like, you know, when I started as, as, as a sophomore, you know, it just made me tougher, man. You know, uh, just, just fighting my way through, you know, learning the system. And it was fun, man. You know, um, my senior year, I averaged uh, 28 points a game, and I, I rarely played the fourth quarter. I rarely played the fourth quarter my whole senior year. That's how bad we used to beat people and, you know, how how quick we used to get, like, 80 points, 90 points. We had 90 points, and it'd be the third quarter. You know what I'm saying? And, and we averaged 103 points a game my senior year for the whole year. Wow. You know, there's NBA teams that don't average 100 points a game. You know right. And, uh, and that was in 32 minutes. You know, that's eight minutes. That's crazy. You know, so, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, you uh, forgot to uh, add the, the, the uh, 16 rebounds to that, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was crazy. And, uh, and six assists. You know, I led the team yeah. in fields, I led the team in rebounds, I led the team in scoring, blocks, everything. Um, and but but I had help though. You know, Beetle Beetle oh, averaged no five a game. Andre Irvin was averaging twenty five a game. You know, it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, our, our highest output, our highest output, my senior years, I think was a uh, hundred and sixty eight. We scored one hundred and sixty eight points in thirty two. Wow. Minutes. And, um, you know, I felt sorry for Coach because a lot of the opposing coaches used to dislike him because right. they thought that he was running up to score. And that's not what it was. It was that he would take us out, and then when he put the young boys in, they was not letting up. You know what I'm saying? They they, they playing just how we practice. That's just how we practice right. every day. We, we practice defense. And when they get in the game, they was they was trapping. We up by 40, 50. They still trapping. 
You know what I'm saying? They still trap yeah. and stuff like that. So, you know, hey, coach said, coach said, this is how we play, man. And, and I'm not trying to disrespect nobody, but this is how I coach my guys, and this is just what we do. You know, figure it out. <laughs> you want to beat us, figure it out. You know? Yeah, Coach was saying that, you know, he got a kind of a bad rap for some of those things and having you guys dress up in, like, ties and slacks and things of that nature and people is calling that militant. I call that having kids getting ready for the real world. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean, we didn't really like it as, as kids. We didn't like wearing ties, but, you know, we did it, you know, and um, and um, and we respected Coach, you know what I mean? Anything that he told us to do, you know, we might have twisted our faces up afterwards, but you know, we 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 fell in line and um and we were a team. You know what I'm saying? We we just we did it, man. We did it. We won together. Uh, uh, we we dressed up, looking good together, and uh, you know, we didn't even have a, a home court. So it was a it was a pretty exciting year to go undefeated. Um, we didn't lose until. Um, Glenn Falls at the at the state championships, we lost to Chris Mullen. Um, after the the week after we played in Philly, was the was the state championship in Glens Falls, and uh, so we had to go up there and, and play against Zavari and, and Chris Mullen, and uh, and and you as you know, Chris being a, a Hall of Famer, that boy was nice. <laughs> hey, how that work? Behind Larry Bird, that's the baddest white boy I've ever seen ball. Straight oh, up. for sure. I would love to have Chris on the show. He's definitely someone who uh, had an impact on New York City basketball. Yeah, yeah. Great, sure. great dude, too. Great dude. We played a lot in the summers together on travel teams. You know, we got together with the Gauchos, uh, went out to Boston shootout. We, we traveled to, to Phoenix, Arizona. We went to Utah. You know, we used to either get together and play with uh, Riverside, you know, uh, or the Gauchos. Those were the teams with the money. Uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, Brooklyn USA didn't have didn't have that right. financial backing like that. So, uh, in the summer times, uh, we used to we used to get recruited by the Gauchos and Riverside because you know they come to Brooklyn and get the get the studs from Brooklyn and, 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 and secure their, secure those wins when we travel. <laughs> People don't really realize, man, Brooklyn ball players, you know, not going to say we kind of run New York, but in the words of the great Tom Kinchowski, he said, in New York City, the best ball players come from Brooklyn. And there's no disrespect to any other borough out there. Exactly. No right? disrespect because no there's talent all over, the, all over the world, but definitely New York is talent all over. But, you know, back in that time, uh, you know, Brooklyn. Brooklyn was uh, was was packed with with a lot of studs, man. A lot of lot of real serious serious ballers, man. And um, you know, we competed. We went. To, we, you know, we, we went uptown. We went to the Bronx. We went to uh, Harlem and played. Went to Queens. You know, Long Island. But uh, Jersey. You know, they all had great ball players. You know, but you know, Brooklyn always was a problem. You know, straight up, Brooklyn. We was a problem. And funny that you say that because when I came up, we used to go to all the boroughs and the different states to play. Uh, not too many people came down to Brooklyn to play. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we had a, we had a little reputation back then. You know what I'm saying? Everyone says it. Everyone says it. Yo, son, yo, Brooklyn kind of crazy. But that's cool. <laughs> we had a little reputation, you know. Um, out of love, though. Yeah, we had a. Uh, Someone, uh, I think Coach E. Brooks, he mentioned uh, Andre Irvin. Now I know Gary, his nephew, he's, coach, he's the head coach of Nazareth High School right now. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. He's the coach at uh, Nazareth right now, the head coach. And, you know, he's trying to put together a, a really solid program. I think he got the coach's job last year. Oh, that's what's up. Congratulations to yeah. Gary Irvin. Yes. Straight up. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Well, Andre, you know, uh, my teammate Scott Irvin, man, he was he was crazy, man. He had he had a lot of talent, man, and that was my guy. And uh, and, and 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 you know we needed him, even though he was an underclassman. When me, me and Beetle and Donnell Williams, we were all seniors. Uh, um, Andre was a was a, a junior, 
and then uh, Bug Bug Eye was was under was was uh, under Andre, you know. So yeah, we had Bug Eye as a freshman, and we had Andre Irvin and um, Beetle myself, and then we ain't even mentioned Carrie Scurry, who uh, who came in uh, for one year. He only came in and played with us for one year, my senior year, and uh, he helped us get that chip, get that. Get wow. Uh, you know, he was just a rebounder and and, and defensive. To, uh, uh, he was like Dennis Rodman, you know. Right. Dennis Rodman, straight up. He used to get every rebound. Either I got the rebound or Carrie got the rebound, and we was off to the races. You know. So. Yeah, I see where his brother Moses Curry, who I came up with in my era, right, get the rebound, screen, and elbows, cause he did that shit in the game on that YouTube game, and it freaked me out because I was saying to myself, oh, shit, Moses. That's where Moses get that from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cavie. It was the Cavie. same exact move, the same exact. And I think there was a technical foul called on that as well. Yeah, exactly. I remember that play. I remember that play. And, he, you know, he, he was just a physical dude, man. You know, right. great. that's how we coached. That's how coach uh, coached us. We was just physical in practice. And and like I said, if you if you wasn't physical and you couldn't handle pressure, you wasn't beating us. Even though even though that Philly game, they gave us a good run. They did have a good team. They was solid. Uh but but you know, they, they just couldn't they couldn't handle the pressure. <clears throat> they couldn't handle it. All right. So you coming up to your, your, your senior year, right? And you know, we I know you mentioned y'all went to Glen Falls. And lost in the championship, similar to what we did at Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Got to Glen Falls and we lost uh, in the state championship. But that year, right, when you came into your own, and you know, uh, All-American and the best player in New York City, on your come up, who asked did you bust to let you know you was ready? Um, like, what was that game that let you know, like, damn, I arrived? Well, well, Going into my going into my senior year, let's start there because I had this I had this attitude. You know, remember how they used to have the Street and Smith magazines and yeah, I still have them. Yeah, the listings of the All Americans and the dudes that supposed to be all of that. Uh, So what I used to do was I used to look at those magazines and I wasn't an All American. You said I was All American. I I never made All American. I was like really. It was like an honorable mention. <laughs> I was like, wow. So, so I was, I was feeling some type of way about that. So I was looking. Same at here. Same see here. Who see all of his, who uh, all of these guys was who was all Americans, and I was trying to get at them at any tournament that I see that that is an all American. There, I'm, I'm a bust his ass. That's what I. That's that's my. That was my mentality, and the perfect place for that was the Boston Shootout. Because Boston Shootout was like the top tournament in the nation at the time, where all of the teams come from different cities around the country and they meet up in Boston. So you had all Americans almost on almost every team that was there. They had Maryland, they had Adrian Branch came from Maryland, uh, uh, Kenny Fields and them came from California, Stuart Gray. And them guys was all Americans out there. Uh, Doc Rivers came from Chicago. Uh, Patrick Ewan was on the host team, and he was a Boston dude. Uh, who else was there? Man, they had. Oh, mention, mention that again, because my boy Joe is going nuts right now. Who's my that? man Joe from Boston. Mention that guy from Boston again. Oh, so Patrick Ewan was on the on the house team, right? And here's the funny story. And if you ever have Chris on here, Chris going 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 verify the story. So the night uh, we had beat everybody up there, right? We had a stacked team: Pearl Washington, myself, Chris Mullen, uh, Wayne Johnson, um, um, Troy Truesdale, God bless his soul. Um, um, <clears throat> who else? Beetle. Uh, blah 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 blah. And, and that's all I oh Horace Horace Naismith was on that team from Queens. Mm. Um so we had a squad, right? So anyway, the night before uh we played um Patrick Ewan for the championship. So it's New York versus Boston 
for the championship, right? So we was hanging out in somebody's room. I don't know who room we was in. And I was like, yo, yo, fellas, I'm good, man. Y'all go ahead, man, get some rest. I got to go get my rest because I'm dunking on Pat tomorrow. That's what I told them before I went to bed. And sure enough, somebody shot the ball and they didn't box me out. Pat was going for the rebound. And I and I caught it. I got a running start. And I caught it out the air with one hand and yoked it right in his grill. Like, bam! <laughs> <laughs> and it was hard. And everybody in there was bugging. People were standing up like, oh, oh. And, uh, and then so so we all laughed after we got And uh, I wound up making all tournament up there in Boston. And that kind of let me know that 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 I was solidifying myself, <clears throat> even though I wasn't an All American. Every time I seen All Americans, I got my shit off. Every time I seen, look, them, look, I was like, "Don't oh, told you, told you." <laughs> yeah, you remember? Um, that's crazy. From uh, from DC, Earl Jones. Earl Jones was like an All American too. Uh, they had, who they had said that name again? Range. I didn't get it. Who, who, who that name? You said Joe who? Earl Jones. Earl Jones. Earl Jones? Okay, okay, okay. Earl Jones was like a 7-footer, 6'10", 6'11", dude from D.C. And he was like, you know, he was he was that dude. He was an All-American uh, coming up coming up out of D.C. with uh, Adrian Branch and uh, uh, Billy Goodwin and all of those. Uh, not Billy Goodwin. Um. Uh, what was the dude's name? Went to Georgetown. Oh uh, man, I forget. Billy Billy Martin. Billy Martin. Billy Martin. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, that Boston shootout was a was a tough tournament, man. That was like that was one of my favorites, man. Because like I said, it was everybody. It was the who's who from all around the country. You had Detroit. All the big cities was there: Chicago, Washington D.C., L.A. You know, everybody was there. <clears throat> so who won it that year? The year that we went, uh, we won it. Brooklyn, we beat Patrick and them in the championship. You heard that, Joe? I just, I just want him to say it. I kind of knew it already, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got the salute, salute, salute to my Boston guy. Yeah, yeah, we went up there with the Gauchos team. Uh, Tiny, Tiny Archibald was our coach, and uh, and uh. Uh, Lou Lou Dimeta was was the was the head of the Gauchos back then, and uh, man, we we had a stacked team. We had a stacked team. How was it playing AAU back then compared to now? Well, it wasn't even called AAU back then. It was just different. It was just tournaments that had uh, legacy. You know, tournaments that had been around for a while. Um, uh, like that Boston shootout was one, like the, the Dapper Dan, that was comparable to like uh, the Jordan Classic. McDonald's. Like right, the, right. McDonald's game. I think the McDonald's game had kind of just started back then. Um, yes. Like that. I think the Dapper Dan, then you had the Capital Classic. That was a big all-star game. And uh, I didn't get to play in any of those games. You know, I wasn't invited to the McDonald's game. I was the New York City Player of the Year. I didn't get invited to the McDonald's game. I, I think they took Chris Mullen and uh, I want to say who else went. I think Chris and and maybe Pinkney. I think either Pinkney or uh, or uh, Dwayne Johnson. I think those those guys went and played in the McDonald's game, but I didn't I didn't get to go to it. So, like I said, man, I I, I just used to like to to feast on those on the, what what I used to call them paper all Americans. You know, with a paper right. Let me get there. You go. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's what I. And it seemed like they. It seemed like those guys uh, in those programs were only going after the Catholic school guys, right? Especially during that time. And I guess they had more more pub more pub than the uh, than the public school guys. Um, Um. you know, I, I just didn't know why it was that way, but it was. You know, I wasn't tripping on it. <clears throat> I didn't feel I didn't feel slighted or anything because, you know, I was confident in my game. You know, wherever I went, you know, I was getting my shit off. That's what I that's what I call it. I, I, I get my shit off on anybody. Whoever is whoever is right. going, he got a problem. That's a, that's how I was going into any game or any tournament I was playing in, you know. Uh and that's I was real. 
I wasn't a shooter. You know, I used to just, I was a, uh, I was a, what I call a stat filler. You know, I'm getting steals, I'm getting rebounds, I'm blocking shots, I'm running the court, I'm catching alley-oops, I'm catching dunks, nobody ain't blocking me out. I had hops, you know, uh, I was long, um, I was athletic, and um, I, 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 I did all my damage without a jumper. You know, and I, I, tell, mm. I, tell, I tell kids that every time I, I, I teach basketball, which I do, which I do now, you know, I, I, I say I made it to the NBA with no jumper. Mm. You know, figure that skinny and didn't have a jump shot. And, um, you know, but I, skills, you have I so played, much skill. Yeah. Yeah. I played, I played when it was really physical, you know, being a skinny guy with coming out when I, when I was playing, you know, that was, that wasn't a, a, an advantage being, being light in the ass, <laughs> you know? So, it was uh it was tough man for a skinny dude, but uh uh, uh Lloyd and, and, and Ray and Lester Roberts all those guys they prepared me you know when I was a youth they they prepared me on how to be tough you know and play hard and and um and do it all without a jump shot basically. Yeah, your, your game is definitely suited for uh today's game minus the the three point shot, but. Um, definitely far as the skill set, right? Yeah, all running, jumping, you know, going up and down. I can run all day. You know, that was my that was my my best asset um, as as a ball player was my uh, my conditioning. Right? If you couldn't run, if you was out of shape, you didn't have a chance against me because because mm. I was I stayed in shape. <laughs> That was all I did was run up and down. It was like, shit, I play all day. Right. That was, that was what we did in the hood. We played all day. That's right. You know, all day. If the weather is nice, we balled it. You know, that was just it. You know, kept me out of trouble, too. <laughs> yeah. Kept a lot of us out of trouble. So, you know. So, you originally committed to Wisconsin, right? Say it again. So you originally committed to Wisconsin, right? I was actually at Wisconsin. I went to to Wisconsin, even though I I failed my classes my senior year, and I had to sit out what would have been my freshman year because of my grades. So uh, I signed to go to Wisconsin, and after my my senior year, I actually went to Wisconsin in the fall. Uh, like I said, that would have been my freshman year, but I had to sit out. And I was going to begin uh, as a freshman the following year in, in Wisconsin. Uh, so so while I was there, um, getting my getting my grades up, uh, the coach gets fired during that season. And um, and um, uh, a guy by the name of Bill Cofield was the head coach of Wisconsin, and he recruited me pretty heavily to come to Wisconsin. And it was funny because when I signed to go to Wisconsin and I told my boys in Brownsville and in, in, in New York, they was like, they was like, you going where? I was like, Wisconsin. They said, they said, what's that? They didn't even know that was a state. Right, right. Like, Wisconsin, what's that? I was like, yo, it's in the Big Ten. You know, it's, it's, it's big time. You know, we play against Michigan State. You know what I'm saying? We play against Magic Old School. You know, you know, you remember Michigan State, right? They was like, oh, okay, okay, you know. So, so yeah, so, so he gets fired and, um, um, right after the season is over. So I was like, and, and, and the funny thing about it, a lot of people don't know why I went to Wisconsin. He was recruiting me as a point guard. Mm. And, and that's what really attracted me to go to Wisconsin. You know, uh, one, I wanted to play for a black coach, which he was. And then two, he he saw me as a point guard, and nobody else that was recruiting me was was talking to me that way. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I ended up at Wisconsin, and then uh, that fell apart uh, when he got fired. I didn't know I, I no longer wanted to stay there because you know I didn't uh, the, the the new coach probably didn't see me that way. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I'd even have wanted me. Um, so so I was kind of you know, weighing my options while I was still in Wisconsin at that time. Um, and I get a phone call from, from Coach Roberts 
uh, uh, Les Roberts called me from, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I didn't even know he was living down there. Uh, and he said, yeah, Jerry, I heard what happened uh, with your situation in Wisconsin. You know, I'm, I'm living in Baton Rouge, and um, uh, Dale Brown is a good friend of mine. And, you know, and I told him about you, and I told him about your situation, and um, I think you might be a good fit for down here. You know, so you should. I think you should come and visit, at the very least, and see what you think. And you know, since Lester called, it was a no-brainer. I was on the next thing smoking. I was like, set it up, and uh, I'm I'm coming. I'm coming to at least check it out. You know, see what's going on. So I go visit. You know, and uh, Les was living there. So, and the campus was beautiful. And um, you know, I saw an opportunity for me to. Uh, for me to succeed there at LSU, so that's why I, I, that's why I ended up at LSU. And it's funny because they never even recruited me. You know, I got recruited by every school in the country, and LSU was one that didn't recruit me. And I wind up going there. <laughs> wow! So I fell in their lap. You know what I mean? Yeah, because when I was doing my research, I you know I, I saw Wisconsin, and it, it kind of threw me off. Um, and it, it had me think about my cousin at the time um, who passed away. He used to play for Madison High School. Um, did you guys play Madison back then? Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, uh, my, my cousin's name was Cortez Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Donnell Birdwell was the man at, at Madison. I remember him because me and Bird, Birdwell, we used to run with us at Brooklyn, USA sometime in the summertime. So so that's how I knew. I, I remember who, who was at Madison. Yeah, Donnell okay. Birdwell. Yeah. Well, I know my cousin, uh, Cortez Jackson, he had went to Colorado. And I was just like, for what? Like, and then you, uh, well, Wisconsin, I, I, it, it just uh, threw me off for a minute. And one other guy I want to ask you about, because a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, his father passed away, and he played ball here in Brooklyn, named uh, Dennis Jenkins. Yeah, I, I remember Dennis. I remember cool. Uh, I'm gonna tell him that. That's gonna mean a lot to him, man. Uh, he hit me up. He had asked me to ask Coach Haskins, but I didn't have a chance. But uh, I definitely uh, let him know you remember his, his dad. Yeah, yeah. God bless. God bless. Yeah. So, oh, Ross, I'm gonna get to that question soon. But uh, we 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 at LSU now. How do you like? You went down there for a visit. How do you like it? Oh, I fell in love, man. You know. Uh, uh, you know, I wasn't, looking back, I wasn't, well, I, I, I just never was a real book book guy. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really into my books like I should have been <clears throat> back then. But what I was into was light-skinned girls. And, and so when I went to Louisiana and, and visited Baton Rouge, I was like, yo, yo, this this is real? Like, like, these is black girls? It was like, yeah. <laughs> it was like light with the green eyes and the and right, the right. long hair. And I was like, yo, like, for real? Yo, she black for real? I was like, yeah. They was like, yeah, she black. That's how they do it down here. They, they call them Creole. They got them Creole. Yeah, yeah. And man, I was like, where y'all want me to sign at, man? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and that's the true story, man. I'm just going to keep it 100 with everybody. You know what I mean? That's, that's why, real. And plus, Les was there. And Les was like my father. Uh, uh, he, he was like my surrogate dad down there. You know what I'm saying? So it was a no-brainer, man. That's You know, it, it was a beautiful campus. You know, they treated me with love. And, uh, and, my, and, my, and my surrogate pops was there. You know, Les was there. So I was right. there. I was in, you know what I mean? That's good. That's good. So, who do you pattern your game after, you know, being a 6'9 guard, right? Who do you pattern your game after? Well, well I, had a, I had a mixture, you know what I'm saying? With, with, with my ball handling, you know, I would have to, to, to be compared more to Magic. Um, uh, with my ball handling and my passing ability. Um, but, but, then, but then the smoothness and the stuff like that, would, you know, that would be on the Iceman kind of side of that. Um, and then, and then, you know, I was able to rebound. I was, a, I was a good rebounder. 
Um, I was a good shot blocker, had good timing. Um, like I said, I could jump. So defensively, I, I, I really couldn't compare myself to anybody uh, defensively because, you know, there wasn't very many uh, uh, defensive of, of guards, like six, six, eight, six, eight guards back then. So, you know, I would have to say I just, I just uh, uh, picked up my defensive prowess from um, from early on. You know, uh, playing with Brooklyn USA, they taught me the art of uh, peripheral vision. You know, being able to see, yeah. ball, being able to see the ball without looking at the ball. You know, and so right. when I'm looking, I'm looking somewhere else. And I'm making the ball handler think that I'm not paying attention to my man. And once he think he he could he could throw the ball to my man, I'm anticipating that. They taught me that when I was 12, 13 years old. Lloyd Lloyd McCrory and them taught me that. And and, and that's something that uh, uh, turned into uh, every team that I played for. I let every team I played for instill. Wow. On every level. Uh, wow. That was in college. That was in the pros, and it all came from 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 Brooklyn, USA. They taught me how to anticipate. They taught me how to uh, shoot the gap, is what they used to call it. You know what I'm saying? Were you in the passing lanes, and I got the long arms, you know, and I was quick. And uh, like I said, I used to just love the ball handler to sleep, thinking, you know, that I'm not looking at him. You know, I'm not really paying right. attention. And then when you throw that ball, I was gone. <laughs> so I always got me like two or three steals, four steals a game, you know, off of off of just reading, you know, reading reading the ball handler's eyes and, and, and pretending that I'm not looking when I'm always looking, you know. So. <clears throat> okay, all right. So now, did you start playing your freshman year or did you have to sit out? Uh, when I got to LSU, it was on. It was on and popping. So I, I started as a freshman. Um, I started the first game when I got there. I had to beat out. Um, they had a, a, a homegrown uh, white kid by the name of Don Redden, who was uh, he was the Mister 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 Louisiana basketball guy, and um, mm. he, he was like a small forward. He was like six six. He could shoot the ball. Um, and stuff like that. So when we came in both as freshmen together, you know, like I said, I'm always looking for the guy that I got to bust his ass. So uh, that's right. That's right. The dude, I had to kill him, you know, in order to get that starting spot. And, um, you know, so I, I, I accomplished that. And, and uh, first first opening night, you know, I got the starting job and um, had a good freshman year. Uh, I got beat out for freshman of the year in the in the SEC by Kenny Walker. Oh, we gonna we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that because you know now that I'm, I'm talking to you more and I and I'm seeing uh, and I'm hearing how you know you're a guy who don't forget things and you keep a chip in your shoulder at all times and you keep that thing cocked ready to go because you're a yeah. walking bucket and you gonna get yours. Or whoever they say is the night Right. For sure. For sure. So we're gonna we gonna get to that 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 Kenny Walker. We're gonna bring that back. Um so my man Ross said, uh ask him uh about LSU and Syracuse when he dunked on Pearl. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great that was a great uh great experience, man, because uh when we went to to Syracuse, I had played in front of big crowds before in the SEC because everybody got like you know ten, fifteen. Some of them, uh, Kentucky had the biggest with twenty three thousand uh, in, in Kentucky. They had the biggest uh, arena in the conference, but everybody was like fifteen, you know, and it always be sold out. Everything is sold out. So so when we went to Syracuse, Syracuse had. 33,000 people in there, yo. And I, I had never played right. in front of a crowd that big before. Right. And, um, so, so I always loved uh, TV games. That's what the announcers used to say about me uh, or whatever I played on national TV. They were like, uh, this Reynolds kid, he likes it when the big, when the bright lights are on. He he, he shows up and stuff like that. And uh, so, so that was one of those games, uh, you know, that was on national TV. And then it was against my brother, you know Pearl, who was uh who was a great player, 
and who I respect. Rest in peace. Um, yeah. And then rest in peace as well. Uh, and then they had a they had a they had a squad. They had a bomb squad. They had uh, Ronnie Cycli, uh Wendell. Uh, what was his name? Wendell, not not Wendell. Wendell Alexis. Wendell Alexis. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, Ronnie Cycli. Was Ronnie Cycli there? No, Cycli yeah, wasn't there yet. He was there. Cycli was there. Oh, he was there. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. So it was them. It was uh Alexis Pearl and Ronnie Cycli, and then they had uh Raphael Addison too. Raphael yes, Addison. yes, yes, definitely. Well, uh, they had a squad. <clears throat> they was probably ranked. They was probably ranked that year, and I think we were ranked too. Um, and uh, so yeah, yeah. Pearl caught one. He caught one. Uh. <laughs> You know, I, I basically I used to get me one or two dunks every game. So he just happened to he just happened to be down there on one of them one of them when I was right. court, you know. So yeah, it, it was an honor, man, to play against my brother. And uh, you know, he from Brownsville too. So you know, that was that was like the double whammy. You know, it was like uh, two Brownsville kids on national TV going head up. Uh, uh, it was a it was a great experience, man. Great experience. Yeah, we always yelling at the TV when that happened, bro. Yeah, great experience. Yeah. So, your sophomore year is coming up now, and things are shaping up well, right? Yeah, well, well, that, that uh, freshman year went really well. I averaged 10 points and, uh, like, six, seven rebounds as a freshman and made all, all SEC freshman team. Yes, um, yeah. And um, I should have got freshman of the year, but since Kenny Walker was playing with Kentucky and they was like the number one team in the nation, uh, you know, they, they had like all five of they, they whole starting five went to the, went to the NBA. So, so they was, they was stacked. Um, mm. um, so yeah. So yeah, I had a good freshman year. And then now going into my sophomore year. Uh, so we played Mike, we played against Mike my freshman year as well. Uh, we played against mm-hmm. Mike. Uh, in the Meadowlands, we played uh, North Carolina in the Meadowlands that year, and um, I had a pretty good game uh, against MJ and them. But they beat us; they was ranked two uh, that year. And uh, so my sophomore year, we saw Mike again, and this is the year that that I pretty much could have went hardship after my sophomore year because I had a uh, my average went from ten and six to. 14 and 8 uh, my sophomore year. So I had my best year in college my sophomore year. Um, and then we go into, into Chapel Hill to face uh, Michael Jordan, Kenny Smith, and Sam Perkins, and Brad Darty, and they was all on the same team. <laughs> you know all of them went to the league. So so uh, they were stacked. Uh, they were, I think they were ranked number one when we saw them uh, in Chapel Hill. And uh, and I had my best game as a collegiate player against Mike, and I think that's that's what pretty much uh, uh, when, when when I think I think looking back at that game, I think that's where the NBA scouts kind of started to notice uh, my skill set as a as a six eight as a six eight. But I played I played I played power forward in college. Um, but I still had the ability to grab the rebound and, and start the break and finish the break off with a dime. Uh, mm. uh, so, so yeah, so so yeah, I think that was the year that you know uh, that was my my pretty much coming out party as far as um, uh, the the NBA starting to starting to notice. You know. Okay. Yeah, I, I posted that. Uh game today i think which uh or yesterday uh the game you had against michael jordan and, and going off and once i go once we get off i'm gonna put your correct uh instagram name on there because i think i sent it to the wrong person but it's definitely posted on my page okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. I, funny i never saw that game until like maybe about three or four years ago i never saw that game i never saw the high school game until until just recently um it's funny man how that happened man uh how all these years go by and i never seen those games before so when i right. did i did see that the high school i saw the north carolina game first and then uh some time went past and then i saw the uh uh, uh the, the high school game uh which was mm-hmm. which, which was very special 
Okay. Uh, my man Ross said, did you wear 35 uh, in honor of Fly Williams? Uh, absolutely. Fly, Fly was my idol <clears throat> uh, uh, growing up when I moved to Brownsville because I, I moved to Brownsville when I was 14. Uh, right, right before I started high school, I moved to Brownsville. Uh, from South Brooklyn. That's where I, I met Beetle down in South Brooklyn when we went to the same junior high school. Uh, then I moved to Brownsville. So so now... All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, Ice. Hold on one sec. We're going to come back. I'm going to open back up again because the time is running out. We're going to come back for one more session, all right? All right, bet. All right, bet.